Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Profiles and Risk. I am your host, Nick Lamparelli. In continuation of uh, some of the promotional elements that we're doing for the CLM, which is the Claims and Litigation Management Alliance, their annual event in Dallas on March uh, 18th through 20th, we're having uh, some of the key members, speakers, um, folks that are going to be there that uh, really make the CLM the CLM. Uh, in continuation, I have my guest here, Mike Kessling, who's the CEO of uh, Gallagher Bassett North America, and uh, he will be in attendance at the CLM event. And Mike, welcome. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate being able to join you today. Yeah. So uh, to sort of give some context, uh, you know, claims and litigation management, uh, that uh, the this particular episode is going to be about claims and litigation and that event. But to give some context about it, could you talk a little bit about uh, your role and what you do and what Gallagher Bassett does? Just context for the audience. Sure, absolutely. Happy to. So in my role, I lead Gallagher Bassett's North America operations, and that includes both our claims operation as well as our sales uh, client service teams and analytics teams overall. Gallagher Bassett is a premier provider of risk and claims services. We focus across many lines of coverage, uh, workers' compensation, general auto liability, but also professional liability as well. And then we also have a variety of loss control and environmental health and safety services. Uh, we, we offer those services across the market, whether it's risk management clients, carriers who outsource, or captive managers as well. Yeah, that's fantastic, thank you. Um, so. Let's talk about claims. Let's talk about litigation. Let's talk about risk management. Um, you know, in your career, uh, how have you seen claims, litigation, and those things change over time? I know we have a lot of technology that's coming in that's sure. rapidly changing. Uh, I had uh, I had one gentleman who was talking about you know uh, carrying a pocket full of coins going on you know, claims adjustments because there's no such thing as a cell phone back when he started. Can you talk about what you've seen in, in your career as, as claims and litigation um, has changed? Sure. I, I think there's a few things that um, are really noteworthy when we're talking about the evol evolution of claims as well as the evolution of litigation. I think first, just the amount of data that we have available to be able to draw upon and be able to really harness the collective expertise of organizations like Gallagher Bassett. Uh, is is unique at this point in time, and really that that forms or that comes to uh, fruition in a number of forms. One, in the ability to draw insights, to be able to give better guidance to clients as to what may happen with a given claim. It's also to give insights to our claims professionals, so in, in the form of decision support tools to understand how things may develop, what an appropriate reserve might look like, whether a claim is worthy of settlement or potentially taking all the way through to trial. And then also just in the way that we're able to engage and interact with claimants throughout the course of the claim life cycle. Um, one of the great drivers of litigation overall is anxiety, right? And concern about whether you're being treated fairly. Right. The ability to interact, provide information, whether it's through applications like mobile devices. Uh, we have a mobile app as an example. That's a great way for us to engage with claimants. Uh, take some of that anxiety, some of that fear that might exist in claims out of the process and creates a better overall claimant engagement experience. Yeah. So it, um, let's talk about the evolution of that. 
and I, every time I have this conversation, it's a, it's a similar evolution to where we are today, but it's still, I, and I, I, I think we shouldn't rest on our laurels. Where are we going with all of this? What, what will the future of uh, claims and interaction with claimants, insurance companies, and other stakeholders, how will that interaction continue to evolve? Uh, what do you think it might look like in five or 10 years? Sure. So I, I think one, as I talked about the, um, you know, the evolution of data and its availability, I think having that information at your fingertips real time is going to become critically important. So as you're thinking about how a case may develop, how a certain jurisdiction uh, may play into the overall evolution of a case and the overall cost of a claim. I think that type of information is critically important, whether you're a defense counsel, whether you're a claims professional, whether you're a carrier who may be looking at a claim that may be piercing a certain yep. a deductible or authority level. I think all of that will be critically important. Uh, and then I think the expectation of, of claimants will continue to evolve as well. I think the expectation that there's you know, far more real-time access, the availability to have conversations with people about the incident, whether it's a liability claim or a workers' compensation claim, uh, I think it will move much more to a 24 by 7 type of service model in the future because that's the expectation that I think individuals yeah. have, especially in sensitive situations like claim. Yeah. Have you seen any changes um, or do you foresee any changes in how data, data collection, data availability, the, the you know, predictive modeling uh, has had on the plaintiff side? And you know, has have we have we have we seen an appreciable decrease in fraud, and have we seen any sort of characteristic changes in how um, plaintiffs are are interacting with uh, insurance companies and other stakeholders when it comes to claims? Yeah, I don't know that we've seen a wholesale change in the way that plaintiffs uh, bars interacting, especially leveraging data. Uh, if anything, what they're probably better able to do than ever before is get a sense of how certain jury pools may interact, what certain expectations may be in terms of the expected value of a case. So it may better inform their desire to take things all the way through to trial. But in terms of that uh, showing up on a claim by claim basis, I, I don't think we've quite gotten there yet. And I think from a, from a claim management standpoint, certainly the insurance industry, both carriers as well as third-party administrators like Gallagher Bassett have far more data at our fingertips to be able to understand yeah. the various drivers of the overall claim and the ultimate cost. Yeah. And um, this is a this is a podcast for uh, for the event at the CLM. Uh, how is how is your how's your relationship with CLM been, and how has the CLM benefited the entire claims and litigation industry? Sure. So our our relationship with the CLM is fantastic. They're a critical partner to Gallagher Bassett. We send north of uh, fifty to sixty professionals annually to the claims college. We have many individuals that serve as instructors within the CLM. And they serve a critical role in helping push the overall agenda as well as the overall visibility of the claims profession across our industry. So CLM is a vital partner for Gallagher Bassett. Yeah. Um, and, and from our vantage point, it's one that we, we certainly garner a lot of benefit from, but we love to participate in as well. Yeah. Uh, for a young professional that might be uh, listening into this, um, what's, the, what's, the, what's the career path in claims in litigation look like going forward? Uh, do you see any drastic changes? Um, it, w there's always this debate on uh, the other, you know, the underwriting and the other side, the distribution side of insurance that, you know, uh, we could see some wholesale changes to AI and others say, well, no, it's more of a tool uh, to enhance the professional and, uh, and what they do. How do you see the wholesale technological changes that are occurring in claims affecting 
the career paths for claims professionals? I think there's a couple areas where that comes into play. One, um, we view it more as a tool or as a supplement to the expertise of the claims professional. So we certainly don't view it as a wholesale replacement. AI, I think, serves more as a you know, as an enhancement to the overall set of experiences and knowledge of the claims professional. In terms of how it helps evolve a career, you know, where it'll have far more impact is how do you take the information that you're gathering from mm-hmm. some of those AI capabilities and then embed that within an operation in the form of best practices and processes. And so for me, it's an exciting time in our industry because if you're a professional, not only can you be on the technical side serving claims, but also thinking about how you evolve the way a company thinks about and manages the overall portfolio of claims that they're responsible for. Yeah, it's like it's like being a mechanic and they continuously add more tools in your toolbox. Exactly. Right? Like you can do more. You can fix right. more things. You can make things better. Uh, and and uh, soup it up. Um, for this particular event, do you are you are you participating in any panels or speaking roles? Yes. Yeah, so I'm uh, thrilled to be part of a keynote panel associated with talking about talent in our industry. Okay. Some of the opportunities and challenges are both attracting and retaining talent in the insurance space. And and to me, that's that's one of the cornerstones of, of what we should be discussing as an industry is how do we make sure more and more people come to this great industry and form careers in it. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll sort of end on that, but it, you know, a, a final question would be, how do we do that? You know, what's, um, how we've struggled again on the other side. I'm not a claims professional, I'm more of an underwriting professional. And we've struggled on our side to get folks to think of insurance in, in the light that we, you know, you and I probably think of it. Sure. Um, you know, any, in, in, any sort of parting thoughts on, uh, talent and how, how we can kind of resonate with the young, uh, younger audience? I think there's a couple points. I think first, we've got to be really clear on what the purpose that we serve in the greater good of society is, whether it's helping people recover, whether it's helping protect businesses so that they can actually transact and operate. Uh, understanding the social, social purpose that insurance serves, I think is critically important. And I don't think we've done a particularly good job of articulating that to young professionals. I think the second thing is, is at times, I think we tend to focus on the specialties um, that exist within our business, not recognizing that people may want to migrate through different uh, the career path, right? So you may start off in claims, but move into client service and analytics, or even move into underwriting. And so I think being more thoughtful about how you help someone chart their career path based on their interests and capabilities is something we have to do as, a, as an industry. Yeah, I love that. I love that. That's an awesome way to end. Um, I, I really, the more I get into the CLM, the more I love what it is that they're doing for uh, for professionals that want to go on that path. Just the breadth of training, the breadth of networking. Um, the, the last gentleman I spoke to just talked about that could not stop talking about the networking and the availability to really enhance, the, enhance his career um, by making those really key connections as a young professional uh, working his way through. So uh, the CLM annual event is uh, March 18th through 20th in Dallas, Texas. Come meet Mike. Come meet me. Brian Falchuk will be with me. Uh, the registration link's probably going to be right above uh, this video, so click on it, register. Uh, we'll see you in Dallas. And Mike, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with us. Thanks for the opportunity, Nick. I appreciate it.